everyone, thanks for tuning in today. Last time, we talked about the first method of stock analysis, fundamental analysis. And today we're talking about the second method of analysis, technical analysis, my personal favorite. So what is technical analysis? It's a trading strategy used to identify entry and exit opportunities by analyzing statistical trends from past trading activity. It can be applied to any securities that have historical data. It was first theorized by Charles Dow and called Dow Theory by the late 1800s. Throughout the years, it has evolved and continues to evolve to include more patterns, indicators, and signals. The underlying belief is that the price of a stock already factors in all publicly available information, and by using technical indicators, you can identify patterns in the price changes of a stock. There is also the belief that prices tend to move in trends and will repeat past patterns. The main difference between fundamental and technical analysis is that fundamental analysts study all of the possible factors that could affect the actual company, whereas technical analysts use only a company's stock price and price-based values as their determining factors. There are a few broad categories that most indicators fall into. These are chart patterns and trends, volume and momentum indicators, and moving averages. Starting with chart patterns and trends, which are the most widely used and easy to use indicators, they are changes between rising and falling trend lines, which are much of the time indicated by differing price patterns. Now to understand basic chart patterns and trend lines, you need to first understand trend lines. They are lines drawn by connecting a series of descending peaks or ascending lows. When the line is angled up, the trend is bullish, and when the line is angled down, the trend is bearish. It's important to note that they'll change in shape and appearance depending on where they're drawn on the chart and what parts of the stock are connected, like highs, lows, closing, openings, etc. The first type of trend line pattern is a continuation pattern. These are trendline convergences which appear when the stock is taking a brief break from a longer trend. There's no way to tell whether the pattern will signal a complete reversal or just a continuation while it's forming. These continuation patterns include pennants and wedges and flags. Pennants and wedges form when a downtrend line and an uptrend line merge. And similarly, wedges are also formed by two converging trend lines. Only the two trend lines in a wedge must be moving in the same direction, either up or down. Flags occur when two trend lines are parallel and therefore moving in the same direction, either up, down, or horizontally. Pennants and wedges can also be included in a wider category of trend line patterns called triangles, which are just convergences of trend lines in different formations and slopes. Now, if the trend reverses after this quick break, it's called a reversal pattern. Surprise! These include most commonly head and shoulders patterns and double tops and double bottoms. So the head and shoulders pattern occurs when the stock tops or bottoms with three pushes. An initial one followed by a regression and then a second bigger push followed again by a regression 
and a third final push similar in strength to the first one. When this occurs at the peaks of a market, it indicates a bearish reversal, whereas if it occurs at the bottom of a trend with troughs, it indicates a bullish reversal. This bullish reversal is called an inverse head and shoulders pattern. If a head and shoulders pattern is found, that tends to be a strong selling indication or a strong buy in the case of the inverse head and shoulders. Now double tops and double bottoms are a little simpler and easier to understand. They occur when a stock fails to break through a support or resistance level twice in succession, creating a double bottom of equal lows. A double top is the same, only with peaks as opposed to troughs. A less common pattern is the triple top or triple bottom, which is essentially the same as the double top and bottom, only with three peaks or troughs as opposed to two. So now that we've covered the basics of chart patterns and trends, we can move on to volume and momentum indicators. So the first kind are oscillators, and these are used when the market is not trending in a particular direction or when there are no identifiable chart patterns typically towards the end of a trend. They explain the extent to which a stock is oversold or overbought. One type of oscillator is the volume indication, which tells you anything from oversold and overbought to bullish and bearish sentiment. The most common volume indicator is the RSI, or Relative Strength Index. It gives a stock a certain value between 0 and 100. Closer to 0 means more oversold, and closer to 100 means more overbought. Typically, 70 and 30 are the values used to determine when a stock is in overbought or oversold territory. But for riskier investors, 80 and 20 are the more typical standards because they predict trend reversals earlier than the 70-30 standard. RSI is useful because it can predict trend reversals earlier than most other indicators can. Momentum goes hand in hand with the RSI. It's the measure of the rise and fall of a stock price. It's useful in analyzing and determining the strengths and weaknesses of trends. It's important to note that these trend indicators, like momentum, are more useful in bull markets than bear markets because they last longer and the general trend of the market is upwards. If you were to use these signals together, they would give more certain entry and exit points when the overbought and oversold indication coincides with the momentum rising or falling below the zero line. Now the third type of indication is moving averages, my personal favorite. A moving average is a smooth line that follows the price by eliminating the short-term price fluctuations. It's the perfect embodiment of the idea of technical indicators because it is a lagging indication based on past prices. The two types of moving averages are simple and exponential moving averages. Simple ones are just the mathematical average of prices over a set number of days, whereas the exponential moving average is the weighted average giving heavier weight to the more recent days. Stock prices breaking above and below moving averages is an important trading signal, especially to short-term traders, but what's more useful to long-term investors are the moving average crossovers. This is when a shorter moving average will cross above a longer moving average. 
most notably the golden cross when the 50-day moving average crosses above the 200-day moving average and the death cross when the 50-day crosses below the 200-day moving average. It's important to remember that moving average indicators are lagging indicators so you can't expect them to predict trend changes before they happen like the RSI. They are more useful as trend confirmers. And what makes moving averages so good is that there are also indicators based on moving averages such as the MACD, the Moving Average Convergence Divergence Indicator. It's the difference between two moving averages, typically a simple moving average versus a shorter exponential moving average. Signals are generated by the MACD when these two moving averages cross above or below the signal line, the one in the middle, or sometimes an earlier signal when the two lines cross each other. Another moving average based indicator is the Bollinger Bands, which comprise of two lines that are each two standard deviations above and below the stock's simple moving average. When the stock price goes towards the upper band, it signals a slightly overbought indication. This can be interpreted as the end of a short-term trend. Bollinger Bands, however, should not be used as long-term trend indicators. Now that we've gone over the basics of all the different types of indicators, it's important to remember that while these indicators are powerful on their own, when coupled and matched with complementary indicators, they become immensely powerful. For instance, my favorite coupling is matching up the RSI and momentum while also confirming trends with the MACD if I want to be really sure about an entry or exit position. Thank you all for listening. I hope you tune in next time.